What's going on, everybody? My name is Big Al, and I love my mama. And thanks for tuning in to Taking Over with Big Al. But what I want to talk about today is this, how to lead anyone. And I mean it, how to lead absolutely anybody. I didn't say everybody. I said anybody or anyone. Now, this is the thing. The first thing that you have to understand is that you need to be able to lead yourself. If you know how to lead yourself, I'm going to tell you this, it's going to be the easiest thing in the world to lead others. And then, once you understand how to lead others, you can lead haters. And everybody else that might be a little bit harder for most people to lead. What I want to ex- uh, explain to everybody is this, is that the main reason haters are haters is because they don't have the right leadership. If they did have the right type of leadership or the right leadership, then that leadership would have told them, quit hating. Now, guess what? They could have had the right leadership, but they might not follow it. That means that they ain't being, that that's not the right leadership because the right leadership would make sure, would have the level of influence necessary for them to follow. Necessary for them or necessary to compel them to follow. Now, how do you build that level of influence? Once again, you got to start with yourself. And starting with yourself makes, uh, you have to make sure that you understand what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And I know the big common theme going around nowadays is forget about your weaknesses. Don't worry about your weaknesses. Focus on on your strengths. Now listen to me. I understand focusing on and building and enhancing your strengths, but please don't forget about your weaknesses because your enemies haven't. People that are coming after you, they haven't. What they're doing is they're looking for them, and if you forgot about them, if you let your guard down concerning your weaknesses and, and you're not girded up uh, with that with that um, uh, with that cup over your your crotch area, and guess what? You get kicked. When you get kicked, you'll go down. So once again, I'm not running around saying, "Hey, just focus on building your weaknesses. Continue to build your strengths, but make sure that you stay aware, acutely aware of your weaknesses, and that you cover them up. Uh, not cover them up from the aspect of trying to hide them, but you." You understand that they're there, and you make sure that you avoid the vulnerability of getting knocked down because of them. So, um, once you understand yourself, once you understand your strengths and you understand your weaknesses, the crazy thing is you can no longer be ashamed of those weaknesses. And that's where you build other people on your team up that whose strengths are your weaknesses. And everybody knows why they're there, what they're there for, how they can help, who they're protecting and what they're protecting. But they have to understand the reason. Now, I just did a video on this that I'll be posting later on. But there are three things uh, that a leader does. Well, first of all, they take charge. That's number one. They take charge. Second of all, they show people what to do. They lead by example. And then third, they explain to you or they tell you why it's in your best interest to follow. 
once you understand that, or once you're able to do that effectively, whether it's in any type of format, it could be in the written word, audio, video, face-to-face, story format, technical format, whatever compels, that's how you're going to do it. And another thing about leading, I don't care how technical the person is, they are going to be drawn from an emotional standpoint. And if you do not uh, take advantage of that emotional aspect, then they're going to be left high and dry. They're not going to have the internal uh, drive or they're not going to have as compelling of a reason to continue to follow you. They have to be inspired by you. And inspiration comes from a feeling. It comes from an emotion. An emotion primarily of love. We know inspiration, or to be inspired, means that you, uh, the spirit is in you. So that spirit, the thing that you can't see, is on the inside and is compelling you to, to move forward. And you have to make sure that you're progressing someone uh, into their future. That's what leadership does. You have to be seen. How somebody going to follow somebody they don't see? They're going to do it because um, they were inspired. Now, once again, going back to how to lead anyone. I know everybody doesn't want to be led. That's because, I, I don't know, ego or some other scenario that's not beneficial for them in the long run. Nonetheless, when you are, um, ah, that's the other thing. I told you the three things that a leader does, but three things that a leader, um, three things that leaders are. Uh, they're selfless, they're seen, and they help you progress. So, what you have to do is, if you're selfless, individuals know that this isn't for your personal gain. If you're seen, they know how to follow you because a lot of times people have, they only, this world that we live in, they follow what they see. They only believe what they see. And then um, progress is what everybody's searching for in whatever form that might take. Be it financial progress, spiritual progress, um, influential progress or an expansion progress and so forth. So just think about those those aspects and this leadership is going to uh, inspire and compel and your leadership is going to inspire and compel others to follow you. Uh, lastly, I'm going to end on this note with a story. There was, I was joining this group. Actually, we were starting a charter group of this national association uh, and we're chartering it here in San Diego. Now, the thing about this group is that uh, based on our initial meeting, there was a, uh, there was a individuals that applied to be uh, president, vice president, secretary, or to be an officer of the group. Now, the president of the West Coast of the group was helping to start our charter in San Diego, and he decided which people would be the officers based on a group of things, votes, his interactions with them, and uh, what was needed to get this charter off the ground and get our chap local chapter of this national association started. <laughs> now, mind you, 
I, uh, during this meeting, I didn't do too much, but I put my name in the hat and it came back that I was going to be the vice president. We have our first officers meeting and I get to meet all the other officers and other people that are just going to be a part of the, the group, the association or leaders in the association. And I shook hands with this young lady and I introduced myself. I said, hey, I'm Big Al. And she says, Big Al? I said, all day. And she says, she didn't even look at me anymore. She looked at somebody else that was standing beside us and says, I thought that I didn't know that people still use nicknames in a professional setting anymore, as if I wasn't still standing in front of her. So I got extremely bothered and upset. Not visibly, or at least not that I think visibly, but, but you know, I just pretty much brushed that off. Thing is, I was talking to a homeboy, a homeboy named Vic Agger, right? And I said, look, man, this cotton picking lady rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know who in the world she thinks I am, but she came at me like I was some sort of buster. I've been introducing myself to mayors, to pastors, to doctors, to millionaires, to more than a, to billionaires. Uh, as Big Al, and it's actually an acronym for Believer in God Al, but we didn't even get that far because she was already turned off that I introduced myself as Big Al, but I did it with confidence and kept it pushing. Lo and behold, uh, he says, man, you need that lady on your team. I said, absolutely not. I need that lady as far away from me as possible. You know what? I'll tell you, something's going to come up and she's going to she's gonna need my assistance. She's going to fall flat on her face because she rubbed me the wrong way and I ain't having it. I'm not on this woman's team and she's not going to be on my team. I'll serve as her vice president in function, in function and form only, but not in spirit, not for real, not anything outside of the group, um, just through formalities. He says, look, man, don't do it. If she's that tough of a, a nut to crack or tough of, that tough of a crookie, um, then you want her on your side because she's a bulldog. And with a bulldog, you know, once they're defending you, you don't have to even worry about security anymore. But if you're on the other side of them, then you got to keep your uh, keep your eyes open the whole time and kind of defend yourself. He says, remember, Sun Tzu, in the art of war, he says, your enemies shouldn't know that they're your enemies until they're six feet underground. I said, you know what? I can't argue with that. That does make sense. I remember reading that book. So I said, all right, I'll swallow my pride. I'll swallow it all up, and, and I'll try. I'll try one time. But if it don't work out, forget about it. So then I go back to the next meeting and, you know, I try to cast off that uh, offense and I, I engage with her. And then I engage with her even more and talk to talk to her outside of the meeting. And I made sure that I had her back. A couple of months had passed. I made, you know, she wasn't able to attend certain things. I spoke with her. I spoke on her behalf, made sure that her wishes were were um, uh, relayed and that, you know, we didn't miss a beat. I made sure I honored her, respected her, made sure that I didn't say anything crazy behind her back or back talk her or say, hey, she's been missing a lot. Anyways, uh, lo and behold, less than a year later, she, she ends up getting pregnant 
and before, right before she was getting pregnant, she started to fall off a little bit or not be as active, not uh, engage as much and, and do all of her duties. And I was packing up the slack, and she said, you know what, you've been a really good vice president and a friend to me. I appreciate all that you've done. I'm going to recommend that you become president uh, after I leave and, you know, just give you a lot of the highest praise that I can. And I really appreciate what you've done for me. I said, look, I, no worries. I appreciate you and thanks for the recommendation and, and that'll be great. And I tell you, it just worked out all in my favor because throughout those, that time, a lot of things that I wanted to push for got pushed forward because she was on my side. And because she was on my side, everybody that liked me just because of a social aspect, because I'm a likable fella, they were on my team. And everybody that was more technical, that levitated towards her, they respected me and liked me as well because she had respect for me. So I was able to lead um, somebody that I thought was going to be darn near an arch nemesis from day one. By the grace of God, all because I I had to, number one, understand myself that that was pride that was making me so offended and making me not want to act like a leader or a follower even. Because your best leaders are great followers. So I became a great follower. I earned her respect, became a leader, and continued on with her uh, respect. Several years later, I was able to still keep in contact with her, and and we had did favors for each other with where she worked, where I worked, friends and clients and connections of mine, uh, hooked them up with her, and everything just worked out perfectly. So, all in all, once again, when it comes to leading anyone, you got to first understand yourself and know what a leader does. I made sure that I took charge, which was be seen and hold the fort on something that was hard or heavy to do. I showed people what to do by not taking offense, and then I told them why it was in their best interest uh, by making sure that I honored the leader that I was following that ended up following me later. So if you got any questions, you know how to contact me, or if you don't know how to contact me, uh, you can go to my business website, mayadasi.com, M-Y-A-D-A-C-I.com, or email me at bigal at mayadasi.com, or give us a call at 858-859-2322. Otherwise, you know, appreciate you all. Keep it pushing. God bless, and until the next episode, cheers.